Hey everybody, Supervan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 335, from January 9th, 1997, with guest Jeremy McGrath. This is the first known appearance of Jeremy during the Adam Carolla era. He would return to the show in 1999, 2001, 2002, and 2004. There may be another lost episode, uh, or episodes, yet discovered in the archive. Uh, Jeremy goes in-depth on his career, and a very interested Adam Carolla has some uh, very solid questions for him. Lots of calls in this episode. Uh, originally, we had this listed as as from January 19th, 1997. It is another one of these fan files. However, it is not a Sunday night show, and it is not from January 19th, 1997. That episode was actually with Jon Stewart, and it's coming up, and we have an official recording finally. This episode, it was dated by a fan. Many of the fans would hoard tapes and hold on to them until they were certain they had a date right, only to release them much later with incorrect dates, as opposed to just sharing these with the community and letting the fans come up with the dates much quicker. Thanks to Adam Drissel, Uncle Penny, we now know this one is most likely on January 9th, 1997, at Uncle Penny. Uh, based on several cl- clues within the show, uh, Jeremy has a race coming up on the 11th of January, and they discuss some previous races that just happened. And I'm cool plugs next week and the week after's uh, range of guests, including Jon Stewart and the upcoming Cake Show, and a few other episodes that seem to be missing from the archive, sadly. As per usual, as recorded in 1997, some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. It's a, uh, it's, it's a compliment, but he said when, you know, so here's the situation. Jeremy rode uh, with Honda for six years and was basically unbeatable. It, it, was, it was like... When the race started, and I'd watch some of these things on the, the late night cable, and you know, before the race started, they would be talking about who would be vying for second, because it was that sort of domination. And this is not an easy sport to dominate, because all the bikes, you know, it's not like Jeremy's got himself a uh, factory 250 and everyone else is out there in a moped. They're all out there. They got the same technology. They got the same equipment. They got the same preparation. But they don't got the genes. You understand? There's there's uh, there's a uh, two stroke uh, oil in this man's genes, or or is it four stroke? I think it's two stroke. But it's the, two stroke. <laughs> the point is the point is this: when he was getting ready to make the switch, now this is an interesting thing. He had dominated with Honda for so long and so many years and won so many races. At least this is how the flunky puts it: that the other teams were worried because think of it. You're dominating with Honda for a million years. You're untouchable. Then you go over to Dr. Drew's uh, motorcycle team, and you lose. What's that say about the sponsorship, or what's that say about the vehicle? Right. Was was that an element? That is definitely one of the things. I'm I'm really happy that Suzuki took that chance, because that is one of the, the points, you know. I mean, people look at it, if I don't win, like last week was a terrible race for me, and kind of was really bad it was probably the worst race i've had in six years but it was just different circumstances i fell down and a lot of that stuff happened but yeah it's taking a chance right but uh you'll be back up on saturday night oh yeah i'm, I'm for sure of that and drew i don't know if you've seen this drew watches the uh, opera channel 
lot of fat chicks and uh, Viking helmets running into each other and singing in uh, German. But this thing at the L.A. Coliseum, they go all the way up to the uh, peristyle, they call it, which meaning they go from like the, the football field. They go uh, top all, of the stadium, all the way up to the top of the stadium right. in the end zone. They loop around and then they just come flying off the end like a 70 foot drop. Oof. And it's the, the amount of air that these guys get. I mean, it's like like 25, 30 feet of air. Yeah, that was the last one last week. They didn't have much light either. It was like 85 feet, I think, down and bunch of holes and stuff when you landed. I'm surprised you didn't treat anyone from that. Oh, <laughs> True, you didn't see any patients no. with yeah. like uh, no. kickstands in their ass or anything. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't ride bikes with kickstands. That's pussy stuff, draws. Yeah. Yeah. First thing they do is they take the chain guard and the kickstand off. I know how the racing world works. All right, Jeremy, we'll uh, talk about this as the night progresses, but uh, we'll take some phone calls too. Did I give the phone number, Drew? One eight hundred L O V E one nine one or five six eight three one nine one. There you go. It's done. What about, uh, isn't it a 310 area code on the fax? 310-854-4455. But you said never to give that number out. So oh, I did? Uh, oh, I thought that's what you gave the second time. That's how <laughs> retarded I am. You just gave the but, translated version of the number. Right. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> i got to start focusing You'll on the show. You'll be okay. <laughs> Stay with it. Luke, 23, you're on Love Line with Jeremy McGrath. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, i got a problem. Um, I work in a store, and... Uh, I've got this uh, woman that keeps coming in, and she, like, keeps hitting on me all the time. But the problem with it is is that she's married, <laughs> and, like, I don't want to have anything, like, to do with any part of that at all. So don't. But she keeps... How do I, like, get the point across without being, like... I mean, I've already told her, like, you can't keep coming in here. You know, you're married. How do I, like, stop it? Well, listen, if she has any semblance of pride whatsoever Luke and you turn her down cold she's not going to show her face around there I know but I've already did that she's what like, is she doing you exactly? did not what, turn her down cold what precisely no. is she doing no 23 year old male can turn down a woman coming on him your own grandmother could get drunk and start hitting on you you'd put her off but you wouldn't turn her down <laughs> that's what he's doing he's putting her off yeah he'd say like uh, maybe Thanksgiving grandma yeah. no honestly little grandpa passes please <laughs> have some respect it's just, it's getting to the point where it's, like, ridiculous, because one time she brought her husband. It's what? It's getting ridiculous. Thank you. And uh, she brought her husband in with her one night, and uh, she was just, like, blatantly hitting on me, but he wasn't, like, picking it up at all. What did she do, exactly? What is blatantly hitting? What does well, that mean? Well, she was, like, winking at me, and she's like, was whispering, like, you know, we should get together next weekend or something like that. And, she, but he was, she, like, over in the other corner. She said that, we should get together. Yeah. And no. what did you say? I'm like, I just like stood there and looked there. Like she well, Luke, that would be not dismissing her, right? That would be a deer in the headlights is, yeah. is yeah. putting her off. Right, yeah. putting her off is that will never happen. I wish you'd stop asking me this. I know. It's really disturbing me. I'm talking about Mace. Okay, Luke, do you, do you understand? <laughs> yeah. If you don't Luke, say something overt no, like that's that. An, that's a non-question. Let me tell you what this question is. I'm announcing. He wants to announce the world that married woman. This is. Uh, I'm a dude, yeah. and I can get plenty of trim. This is one. Of, <laughs> this is one of these. Once in a while, uh, maybe not. Eh, we haven't had one in a while, but I'd say about every mm, couple weeks. Every couple of weeks, a guy calls up and he goes, "My problem is my penis is too big. The chicks are drawn to me like uh, ants to honey. It's really hard to focus on my work." With the chicks constantly right, congregating. Right, it's like, all right, please, Drew, don't jump in in the middle of my uh, guy with the big penis thing. And what is going on? There is some 
What's going on with I, that? I have no idea. Maybe it's my mic here. No, that's mine. Is it? No, something's going on. Jeremy, how's your... Uh, we call them cans in the business. I can. I can. Oh, wait. Now your mic... I can. Oh, there it goes. That's mine. All right. Engineer Mike, come in here and punch something, would you? Let me tell you about this uh, dump called Westwood One. <laughs> you would think that this place would be state-of-the-art, right? I mean, what is the radio station that everyone has heard of around the country? Even, even the most... Um... All right. You going, Engineer Mike, there? The point is this. Westwood One. If you went, pull a guy off the street and you said, name one radio network, just one. Westwood One would be the one everyone names. Why do we work in the, um, the worst Westwood One facility there is? When I mean, we have been to other Westwood yeah. One facilities, have yes, we not, yes, Drew? We State of the art. Yep. They all look like something out of an Oliver Stone movie. But this place is a, is a broom closet with a bad microphone and, a, and a, like a lawn chair for a seat. What is up with that? Why do we always have to work in the dumps? Uh. All right, screw you, Engineer Mike. Engineer Mike said I should go to New York. We may just do that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Jim, 17. What's up? What's up, Temple City? All right, I hear Temple City likes to rock. You know what? This is a bogus call. Oh, it is? Yep. Why? Just the content and the way you open the call. I think oh, it's real. Jeremy, no, you think it's a real call? call? This I don't know. This is a bogus <laughs> call. Is it a rapper? It's a bogus call. Just shut up, Drew. Jim. Yeah, what's going on? What's your problem? I'm going out with this girl, and a lot of my friends, they think she's a transsexual. Mm-hmm. Well, how long I swore, you I, This is not a bogus call. Right. And my friends think I should dump her, and I just want to know if she's a transsexual or not, and how can I find out? <laughs> you got to do the water displacement test. What, what's that? All right, listen, you moron, you got to grab her junk. Yeah, but what if she doesn't have, what if she's a guy, but she don't have a, you know, a cock? Well, then you're in good shape. Listen, all women are guys without penises. <laughs> and it's a man without a penis. Still, that's disgusting. All right, wait a minute. You know the way I meant that, Anne. I meant that in a good way. I mean, all right, I'm not going to defend myself. Jim. What's going on? Why don't you let me talk to her? No, that's not a good idea. Why not? Because that's just not a good idea. That's, that's probably embarrass her. Oh. You're going to embarrass her anyways. But I don't want her to know I'm talking about her on the phone. Why do people say that she might be transsexual? Because she's like, they just think she has, She. they say she talks like a guy. Mm-hmm. And then they say she has features of a guy. <sighs> How well do you know her? I've only known her for about, let's say, three weeks now. Mm-hmm. How How far have you gotten with her physically? Just... You know, kissing and that's it. Uh huh. How's the Adam's apple? It's not. You can't know. You can't. Not pronounced. Is it pretty strong? Mm-hmm. Is uh, any any uh, any growth on the face or anything like that? Well, she puts a lot of makeup on. That's one of my that's one of my friends said. I should okay. probably cover it up. Where'd you meet her? At this club. Okay. Half the people you meet at clubs are transsexuals. <laughs> the other half are gay. I'm telling you, Jim. That could be the problem. What is the club? The arena. Okay. Is that a transsexual hangout? No, not on some nights. Okay. Listen, Jim. Yeah. You have to let your fingers do the walking. You understand? Yeah. Uh, we we. What are we supposed to do? Like uh, running a quick check on her? We're not TRW over here for transsexuals. We we don't know. I mean, he has to find out for himself. I'd say. Jeremy, ever uh, dated a transsexual? Not known it. I don't think so. 
All right. Hey, I'm you know what? I'm pretty sure I would know. If you don't know, there's no harm. Yeah. If you well, really I, think I'm about sure. it. I'm sure. I'm sure I haven't. I can't say positively I've never been with a transsexual, <laughs> but as long as I don't know, everything's fine. It's like, hey, it's like if a guy spits in your food, you know, in the back of the counter at Denny's. Look, as long as he doesn't tell you about it, yeah. there's no harm. If you don't know. Right, True? Let's get sick. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't know, you're not going to vomit. Marie. Hi. Uh, 23, you're on Loveline with Hello. Jeremy McGrath, Superstar, Supercross, uh, Superboy. Hi. Hey. Hi. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I was considering working for an escort service, and um, I don't know much about them, so I went in for the interview to talk to the woman who runs it, and she said it's just about going to a hotel room or to a home, apartment, whatever, and doing lingerie modeling and massage, like back massage, leg massage. And that's pretty much it, except maybe, like, some, you know, breast showing. Right. And um, I've asked a couple guys I know. They've never used anything like that, so I can't get um, a clear answer about is that what really goes on or is it, like, something more that I should be worried about? Yes, there's something more you should be worried about. Like watch a hotel. And, and even if it weren't something more, what what's up with you that you're you're thinking about doing? There's this a whole uh, rape side of it that right. uh, she probably didn't <laughs> right. delve into. Right. Going into other people's homes and apart, you know, apartments. And right, that. right. Yeah, but, and let me tell you, when there's a room full of guys and they're getting loaded, and you come in there and start mincing about in uh, lingerie and showing a little breast, believe me, rape can't be far behind. How about if it's just like one guy and I'm going to bring a friend with me to sit outside the door? The friend better weigh about 380 pounds and be inside the door. Yeah, and thinking you're going to get away with only a leg massage is probably the, the wrong idea. Yeah, think about and the it's also, people it's, it's, that you're catering to, yeah, if you, you know, think about it. And what line do you draw the, you know, where do you draw the line with prostitution? At what point is it prostitution? You know, does it have right. to be sexual content? I think Nevada. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It, yes, if, if you're paying someone to come over, uh, dance around in a teddy and rub your leg, that's prostitution. Which I'm all for, by the way, but uh, I still think it's prostitution. It's not good for Marie. Anything you masturbate to later could be uh, considered prostitution. <laughs> So for me, uh, life is my hooker. Marie, what's up? Why? 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 Yeah. Uh, I just graduated and I need cash. And um, this woman says I can make $100 just for showing my breasts in, for an hour. All right. It's so sad, Hold on. Marie, that you, have to, you have to subject yourself to this. Jeremy and I have both put in $55. We'll pay 110 to come over here and show, <laughs> us, show us your breasts tonight. How big is your butt? <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a cart. Seems like a lot of young girls <clears throat> have the same problem. They they do that. They're saying no. Yeah, well, they're, it, it's, it's easy money. It's a no-brainer. But what they don't realize is it's sort of, yes, we're saying no. But listen. What if, okay, what if I bring, like, weapons with me? I'm totally... <laughs> Where are you, you know, going to stuff the weapon when you're I'll wearing wear nothing it, but like, a... in my garter or something. It's just like, you know, say, right. here's my gun. Don't... Right. What did you major in in college? <laughs> You didn't major in prostitution, did you? No. Are you saying, Jeremy, Jeremy, there are a lot of people that do this sort of thing, you think? I kind of think. I mean, some... Yeah, well, I, I, I was talking about it earlier, actually. I think it's, it's a sort of point of no return that once you pass, yes. you don't yeah. come back from. And it... it makes women feel bad about themselves almost without exception you know what you know what it's like i would say it is uh, analogous to drugs which is yeah you can screw around with cocaine or you can screw around with heroin but you're probably going to get hooked and then it's going to screw you up and it's the same with uh, i've known uh, many a stripper in my day and what happens is is you get in a lot of times they do it on a dare 
or a lot of times they do it just to finish a lot college of, but, but or a lot what of time happens. When they one, the ones that actually do it though are the ones that had a pretty seriously screwed up childhood too. All right, be that as it may, the point is, is you get involved with this, and before you know it, you're making you know seven hundred and fifty bucks a week cash for two nights work. And then after that, and a bunch of guys hooting at you and buying you uh, Jägermeisters. After that, you're never going back to the office. Yeah, there's a point of no return there. Right. And then you get locked in, and that becomes your life, and then you start hanging out with all those people. You know, I've really thought about that, and I know. I mean, I've really considered all these things. I've thought about it so seriously, and I know I could handle it. I know I could just do this until... I have a couple of my bills paid off, and that's it. All right, but if you're such a go-getter, why don't you just go get a regular job? Because it's only like the most I can make is eight dollars an hour. That's not enough. Marie, Even if I get two jobs. Listen, it is uh, uh, it is going Spoiled. against every uh, g- fiber of, of of in my body to try to talk someone out of uh, stripping uh-huh. for a living. You understand? <laughs> I only have about another ten seconds worth before I'm going to break and and just uh, go get change. You understand? So listen, we're all saying it's a bad idea. All right. All right? Okay. You're going to get raped in one of these motel rooms. Oh. I'm telling you. Okay. I've seen these movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you want to do it so bad, go to a regular one where everyone can see it. Yeah. Go Not to just a, one guy. Yeah. Go to, go to a regular bar there and, and uh, shake your uh, moneymaker there. Yeah. Like Drew did before he went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a gay bar, but the uh, same principles apply. Ron, 27. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening? Hey. Not too much. I got questions for everybody tonight. Uh, first one, go to McGrath. Uh, I got a question as far as the switch from Honda to Suzuki. Did it have anything to do with the fact that you didn't want to ride the uh, aluminum CR? No, it didn't have anything to do with that. We were, you know, we had some races in Europe and Japan with the bike, and, and uh, my results actually weren't there. And it, I think it just happens with new bikes. It takes a lot of time to develop them. What, was it a two fifty a CR two fifty aluminum frame? Yeah, it's the the new bike that just came out by Hondas. Um, instead of chromoly or you know steel frame, it's right. a, it's an all aluminum frame, which is you know it's just a new thing. It takes a while, but I would say that that didn't have anything to do with my decision to change. Ron, okay, yeah, I had an Elsinore one twenty five when I was in high school. I called it the Red Racer, you know? The Red Racer, huh? Yeah, it had yeah, the shocks. Like, shocks were laid down. Way. Had about <laughs> three inches of travel in the back of that baby. Yes, Ron? Um, and another question from uh, Jeremy is, what's the deal with Lampson? Is he out to get you now? Well, I don't know. His last race, T-Bone, you there? Yeah, it's it's kind of ironic, actually. It's We were both on the ground there at the end of the first lap. It was, I don't know, I mean... Uh, I kind of thought that at the time, but I really don't think Steve's like that. You know, okay, for you guys that don't know here, the the first lap of the race last week, my old teammate that I rode with last year um, cleaned me out, just put me on the ground, and I didn't. I was pretty upset about it. You know, I didn't know whether it was on purpose or or you know an accident, but that's what he's talking about. So right. So uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he has a bounty on me or what. <laughs> okay, that's all I want to know. Uh, and for Adam and Drew, my question for you guys is, been uh, married for about two and a half years now. My wife and I, we make love four to six times a week, and I still end up masturbating about twice a day. That's right. One in the morning, one in the night. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if there's any way to kind of curb is, that back. This is the Corolla phenomenon. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank, finally, a syndrome named yeah, after me. This is it. <laughs> this is it. No, this is I, it. I thought I, it was going to have to do with hair on the ass, but thank God it has to do with <laughs> masturbation. Something that, to curl a sign. Something dignified like masturbation. Are there any long, long-term long effects for masturbation as far as uh, low sperm count? You can be happy. No. Okay. No. 
No, you just make more. Just make you more. Can be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, and, and here's, is your wife upset about this practice? No, she, she doesn't mind. She understands. She's... She understands it's a totally separate thing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's apples and sperm. Yep. You can't compare the two. No, she knows there's no okay. difference between it, this and is, yes. four to six times a week is plenty for her. This, she probably right. doesn't want any more. Okay. And she doesn't, you know, let, let me, uh, you know, it's like uh, Jeremy does the big Supercross races, like the one coming up uh, here on uh, Saturday at the Coliseum. But when he's not racing in the Supercross, obviously he's out on the track, he's checking the equipment, he's honing his skills. This is uh, This is the same principle here. And there's no way that his woman or his coach or his manager or his mechanic is going to come down on him for checking the equipment and keeping everything in running order before the big race so that he's ready and primed to go. Yeah, yeah. Now, if he's working a little too hard on the test track and he perhaps uh, pulls a groin muscle or something, that can, that's another story. But if he's just keeping the equipment running right, there's nothing wrong with that. I used to get up at dawn back when I was racing Supercross, Drew, and I'd run the track in my boots. <laughs> You ever hey, you know, I want to know is uh, <laughs> on these four to six times a, a week, you still masturbate two times a day on oh, the same day. Wait a minute. He's masturbating now. we got to get him back. Tony? Yeah. Wait a minute. Who the hell are we talking to? Hold on, Tony. Who was that? <laughs> was that Tony? Seven. Oh, seven. All right. Ron? Yeah. You still masturbating the, the day of the big race? Oh, yeah. I got a loaded gun. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, once when I get up in the morning before I go to work, and then, you know, another after I get home. All right. You know, All right. oh. you know, you know it's trouble when you start peeling them off at work, though. Oh well, no, it's not at work. Okay, no, it's not at work. Good. All right, keep it away from the uh, deep fryer, there, Ron. Okay, don't point <laughs> at any at anybody. Yes. All right. Uh, when we come back, more Jeremy McGrath, more Supercross talk, and uh, perhaps a little uh, opera sprinkled in for Drew. Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds, impossible to find a parking spot, and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees, and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Box.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the Big Box Club experience to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Box Wholesale, the Big Box Club in your pocket. So get on your mobile device, visit Box.com, and enter promo code ADAM on the checkout screen for your 15% discount. Adam Carolla's Mangria presents Universal Sun Live. Make this a Father's Day to remember with the one-of-a-kind musical experience at the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Universal Sun, a two-day family event with special performances, meet and greets, and showcases featuring family members of some of the greatest musicians in history with me, Jonathan McEwen, and Jade Hendricks. And come to the free brosé tasting with Calico the Band, hosted by Mike Dawson, Friday, June 13th, 7 p.m. at the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Universal Sun, Father's Day weekend. Tickets at 24ticks.com.
Hey, this is Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And this is Donna Yeriko from Baywatch. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ooh. Yeah. Did they slow that down? No. They were, uh, Nikki had all the blood in his penis and Donna was loaded. I remember that night uh, like it was yesterday. Donna Dierico came in here with Nikki. And well, those of you who listen to the show know what went on. She had a couple of glasses of uh, Chardonnay. Or the, man, the top came right off. I asked, hey, can I see, you know, could I see one of your breasts? You know, just because just she was on Baywatch. You know, what the hell? But I figured I'd get no or hit or something. And she went, yeah. All right. And she gave me a quick winger. And I uh, said, hey, that's great. And then before you know it, she had both of them out. And then later on, she had all three of them <laughs> going. And then she really just had the top off by the end of the show. Ooh. And she was groping them and whatnot. It was, it was really. And <laughs> the funniest thing was Drew. Actually, it was me and Drew. Drew and I were like, I, here was the, the analogy, really. It's like, all of a sudden, we're back in high school. We're 14. We're like 14. We're like, hey, hey, we're seeing some boob. No, we're the back of a car, and somebody up front is doing. Yeah, here, here it is. It's like front. Drew and I are driving the station wagon, and the older brothers in back getting some, and we're both looking in the rear view, going, Ooh, and we're like uh, elbowing each other in the ribs. It was a, quite a uh, titillating evening. It, re- it really was. And then the uh, the insulting part of the evening came when I said I swore that I was going to find the Donna Dierico, uh Playboy Playmate video because. Drew, you're not a guy, but Jeremy, you are. You know that seeing a woman half nude for two hours and knowing there's a video of her, you know, running on the beach naked and rubbing oil on herself, you know you got to see that that night. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to go get that. You got to go get that. For sure. I made a pilgrimage to the video store. They didn't have it. Then I went over to another video. I went to three video stores. After midnight. After, yeah, we got off. <laughs> they were the 24-hour ones. Like huh? some sort of crazed heroin fiend. Yeah, what kind of video stores were these? I, I went to every one I could find. I couldn't find the goddamn video, and I ended up buying um, uh, a $5 box of tea from some mulatto kid in the parking lot. That's what it You know, these kids, they're working their way through, like, junior high or something, selling, selling tea, but anyway. All right, Jeremy McGrath is uh, our guest tonight. Uh, Supercross Saturday night at the fabulous uh, Coliseum. He's now riding... For uh, Honda, oh, sorry, Suzuki, six years with Honda, and he's made the big switch. And uh, here's some big news. Uh, I was told by Engineer Mike that we have the new out-of-context Drew drop. Oh, no. So we'll unveil that tonight. Go ahead, Mike. When I was 14, I tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. You know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not quite worth the fanfare, but still, it'll serve us well, Mike. And uh, you've done your job uh, in a mediocre fashion, as usual. Drew, we ready to move on? Please. All right. Uh, Later on this evening, I will read the uh, GAT test, the gay aptitude test, which I did many, many months ago, almost a year ago now, I realize. Mm. And uh, because of the uh, overwhelming response, I'm going to repeat it. Actually, one guy asked me to repeat it. So at (laughs) some point tonight, remind me and get your pads and pencils ready, all you borderline guys out there who may or may not be gay. This is the definitive test. Jeremy, you're in the super cross that you're you're you're. Discounted automatically. Anyone, uh, I'm going to put that at the bottom. Anyone who's uh, currently on the pro motocross circuit does not, they, they get waived. It's like they have that designation in the Army. You don't have to do battle. You're um, R11 or whatever the hell that is. All right, here we go, Drew. Tony. Yeah. 31, you're on Love Line. Hi. Hey, Jeremy. 
Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, do you think the rain is going to the, the track, affect the track much and if uh, the track has been changed much uh, for next weekend? Well, if you were there last Saturday, we had a right-hand first corner, which is not that good because you can't hit the rear brake pedal. Yeah, you know, obvi- obviously, you got to put your foot out on the right side. But uh, for, I was supposed to do a commercial there this week, and they have the track covered with plastic. But yeah. I, I don't know how much they're going to be able to get be able to get changed because of the weather. Sorry. Do they change the track? The yeah. configuration of it? Yeah, they're, they're supposed to change the track for the because so it's not the same for two weekends. All right, uh, Tony, you want to host the show for a while? I'm eating. All right, that's it, Tony. Tony. Is that, Thank are you. Are you done? Yeah. That was it. it? What kind that of lame it. question was that? I don't know, but it's over. <laughs> you think the rain it. will affect the track? Jonathan. No, we'll have absolutely... N- yeah. Jonathan, <laughs> of course it's going to affect the track, you idiot. It. Jonathan, what can we do for you? Um, okay, I've been married for a little over three years, and um, I'm HIV positive. My wife is not. How'd you uh, contract it? Um, I'm a hemophiliac. Mm-hmm. And I've... Um, We've been using condoms uh, exclusively and very well, and our lovemaking is getting better and better, but lately I'm finding that I'm getting um, irritation at the base of my penis, mm-hmm. um, like cracking and um, and peeling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what I can do about that. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, there's, if there's anything I could put on to keep it from doing that, and even if I do so, won't that have possibly an effect on the condom? Uh, yes, it might. Uh, certainly the water-based lubricants, though, would not, although it could cause it to slip off. Uh, that, would uh, be, that would be the worst. Yeah. Uh, you guys ever any any failures with the condom at all? No. No. And uh, how long have you guys been having sex with, with the HIV? About four years. Four years. Do you think this uh, chafing is caused by the condom? Uh, I'm not quite sure what this is. I mean, it could just be sort of a, some kind of contact dermatitis. I mean, sometimes people can actually get an allergy to latex. It but. it is right around at the base of the condom where the where the rest of the condom is rolled up. H- however, however, you would think that if you were truly allergic to latex, you would have been having this problem all along. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. yeah, or it would have been along the rest of the uh, length yeah. of the, of the all condom. Right, but you're as well. saying if he uses some lubricant there, the thing is liable to slide off. Yeah, I, I, that is why. Oh yes. Okay. I have come up with the uh, condom garter. We we're just talking about this last night. Jeremy, you would, uh, hell, I should sponsor you with the, the maker of the condom garter. It, it is a piece of elastic, probably, well, it depends how big your ass is. We'll have a few different sizes. <laughs> but the, maybe we'll even have a little, you know, we'll have it pleated or something. I, I don't know if it's redundant to pleat elastic. True, you look into that during the commercial. But the point is, is the thing's about 12 inches long. It's elastic. It stretches out. It has an alligator clip on both sides. You clip it on one end of the and then you strap it on your back. Also, it's a place to keep your wallet. Yeah. You know, sexually, you're naked. There's nowhere you don't want to stuff your wallet in your ass. You tuck it in the back. I'll, I'll expand it a little. As a matter of fact, I'm taking it a step a further. Has a holster on it. Pockets on it. I'm actually, yes, uh, holster. That's right. For beer and the remote control. <laughs> Then we expand the back uh, to get some, like, uh, you know, back support. Like yeah. you see in those you know, home improvement yeah, centers. Like a Everyone's kidney wearing belt those Right. You know yeah. how that works. It's yeah. too much vibration on the kidney. You'll, you'll get stoned. So that, <laughs> this is brilliant. This would work. This would work for Jonathan. Fill the alligator well, we don't clips. Know what, uh, Jonathan, have you ever thought about having a dermatologist? And it doubles as a roach clip. Look right. at it. That's the real yeah, brilliance. Sometimes just some hydrocortisone. Having a what? Dermatologist or a doctor look at it. Sometimes just some hydrocortisone cream really can help. What you might do for yourself, just get this. There's over the counter hydrocortisone cream that's really yeah. very safe. You could try that for starters. Okay. And hope that it's just some kind of a contact. Hey, Jonathan. Reaction. Yeah. I've been hearing all kinds of stuff about all these um, um, cocktails 
for okay. uh, people with HIV. Right. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole thing on 60 Minutes last week. Yeah. And all that. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Okay, because, uh, I don't know. That's all hipping up to date. Yeah, okay. You know oh, what's going it's, on. It's... it's you don't. We don't really want the word to get out yet because oh. we don't want the insurance insurance companies to freak. That what? That we're not going to die. Um, but it's a manageable disease. The problem is the the drugs used to manage it are really expensive. Right. It's like fifteen so. grand or twenty grand a right. year. But I mean, they, they got to understand this. This is a new. Uh, we've always predicted that HIV would eventually be a chronic illness. Right and now, we're finally arriving. Really, just about arriving at it that place. It just seems like in the last few weeks, there've been all these stories about these. Uh, you know, you mix this drug, that I, drug, and that drug. Look, you take it, and now it's... until a year ago, <clears throat> I was still having to defend on this very show that HIV actually causes AIDS. There's you know, Spin magazine, all these nuts, but put a bunch of articles out that said that HIV had nothing to do with it. Now it's been shown conclusively that if you contain the circulating concentration of HIV. You prevent the progression of the AIDS. Right. That's it. It's always been the case. And so uh, you do live for long. You can. You can. Yeah. yeah, it can be a chronic illness. And how long and how long is this going to go on for? It still remains to be seen. Melissa, 14, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, you guys are really great. But, okay, um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. I just got chicken pox um, a couple Ouch. days ago. You're 14. That's pretty miserable. And, um, okay, I've got one, like, on the corner of my eye. Right. And I've got them, um, like, on my genitals. And, and your mouth and stuff, too. And um, I was wondering if this will cause any kind of damage. Are you sure it's chicken pox? Yeah. For yeah. sure. It fever, chills, sore throat, the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, if it gets on the cornea, it can be a, a problem. Uh, and on the genitalia and mouth, no, it's not a problem. Okay. But the mouth is something to keep an eye on. And, and in people your age and older, chicken pox can be kind of nasty. And it's interesting we're talking about antiviral drugs. Uh, oftentimes, uh, doctors would choose to treat this sort of thing, particularly if it's on your eyes, with antiviral drugs, like Zovirax. The same thing we use to treat the herpes. Chicken pox is a herpes virus. And, um, Still sounds better to have chicken pox than herpes. Oh, yeah. And what do we call it, Jerome? Well, that's why we've changed the name to happies. Thank you. Why don't we just call it chicken pox? See, there you go. <laughs> this, this is my happy pox. This is my point. This is why we... Tur- turkey we, pox. Right. Drew, you, you done with your routine? Or yeah, can sorry. we move on? <laughs> Please. Drew's all of a sudden turning into slappy wine. I don't know if anyone knows that. He's made four jokes, and we're fresh in the new year. Right. Yes. I, he's, he's on a tear. At this, at this point, he'll be in the d- double digits by the summer. All right. Here's what I'm saying. Herpes sounds horrible. Chicken pox sounds less horrible. But the happies sounds better in all of them. And that's why we call it the happies. It makes people more comfortable talking about this horrible disease. All um, right, so what are we doing for Melissa? She had more questions. No. Oh. And also, on my genitals, they don't really, like, itch, but it's more, like, burning. Yeah, they hurt, sure. Yeah, and I was wondering if there's, like, anything I could do for that. Cause like I said, talk to your doctor about getting on antiviral therapy pills. Okay. 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 That would be the thing to do. All right. How do you get this at this age? Uh, you, just, you don't have it. You don't have it before this age, and then you get exposed to it. It's very. Contagious. I had chicken pox two years ago. Oh, uh, really? Horrible yeah. as an adult. Right. Get my out of the studio and oh, let's have it sprayed. <laughs> my head was itching like crazy. Thank God you wear a helmet ninety percent of your life. Yeah, it was weird. I had them at a race actually. It was, really? It was wild. Did you? Is it make you, It's it's kind of dangerous when you're older. Yeah, isn't it make it? you terribly sick. You know, it was weird because a lot of people were saying that, but I didn't. Actually, mm-hmm. it was must have been kind of mild. Could have been the herpes. Because I know for sure it was chicken pox. How do you know that? Could have been head herpes. Because I went to the doctor. Yeah, but he could have been wrong. 
Well, maybe. Well, maybe you're wrong, Drew. <laughs> yeah, Everything maybe I am. Well, no, okay. maybe. All right, we're all wrong. Let's all uh, agree to disagree. Drew. Yeah. Sell the next call like uh, I was holding a shotgun to your head. Right. Alice is bi-curious, boyfriend's out of town, lesbian friend, looks appealing. All right, that's a keeper. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Our guest tonight, Jeremy McGrath, John Stewart next week, and um, Steve Gutenberg, right? And who else? All right, more good people. More good people. <laughs> That's a way to sell it there, true. All right, Jeremy McGrath is our guest tonight. He is uh, the uh, reigning king of Supercross, which is the gut buster sport of warriors. I'm not just saying that because I've heard it a thousand times. Uh, oh, Larry Flint. Oh, that's right. Is he coming in next yeah, week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just found that. Oh, cake, time. yes. Wow. The, the actual guy's coming in. Larry Flynn himself's coming in here. Right. Cool. Not his uh, stunt double from the... Mike's out of the studio, so we, oh, can't, we can't hear Jeremy. Mike, turn Jeremy's mic on, would you? Is that on? Say something. Hello? There yeah, you okay, go. there it's on. Okay. Gold wheelchair and all, huh? Yeah. yeah. He will be here uh, next week, uh, and along with cake, and uh, we we like cake. I like those guys. Even though I'm a pie fan, I do enjoy the music of cake. All right. Uh, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. You want to do the GAT test now? The gay aptitude test? Sure. And then we can take that gay question coming up. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, you may want to score along. I mean, just for kicks. Okay. But he's a, he got a pass, though, right? Yeah, you gave me a Yeah, he got pass, a pass because you know? anyone's on a motocross circuit or any, any circuit, by the way. If you're on any circuit, the rodeo circuit, so ice skating circuit, mm. the appellate judge. Oh, wait a minute! Circuit. Wait a minute! No, that's okay. Yes, very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Okay, that's true. I was thinking, you know, rodeo monster truck, <laughs> you know, tractor pull, okay. that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, but no, you're right with this uh, figure skating thing. Yeah. Quite astute. All right, the gay aptitude test. Score along at home. 
Number one, unseasonable use of the turtleneck sweater and or dicky had five points. You've seen those guys walk around with those mock turtlenecks. Very gay. <laughs> Overconsumption of yogurt, especially uh, novelty flavors such as pina colada, passion fruit, or cafe latte add five points. Big yogurt fan, Jeremy? No, I don't Good like man. yogurt. Good boy. Right answer. Give yourself one point for every plant you have around the house, not including pot plants or fly-eating plants. If you had a fly-eating pot plant, that would make you the uh, ultimate male. Add three points for every plant you've named. Very gay activity, naming the plants. <clears throat> Number four. Add a point for every pair of ankle-length tennis socks you had. Uh, have, pardon me. Add another two points if they have the fuzzy balls on the back of them. Just like saying the word fuzzy balls. Add one point for every post or picture you've had framed in the last five years. This framing, this is a gay man's activity. No real man frames anything. Jeremy? Except the house. I don't frame my pictures. Right. Usually they're gifts, and they are framed when I get them. That's fine. A gay guy can frame them and then send them to you, but you would not frame (laughs) them yourself. Perfect. Yes. The only thing a man should be framing is a house or uh, one of his uh, wife's (laughs) ex-lovers. All right. Uh, add five points if you ever find yourself uh, humming the uh, theme from Friends. And uh, another ten points if you clap along. If, you've, if you have a padded toilet seat, add five points. Also, any shag carpet on the lid and tank, add another five points. You know the guys that, like, they, they buff their toilet out? They actually, like, remodel their toilet? And it's like, the car, carpet? Okay, Mike. All right. Give yourself a big five points. <laughs> All right, if you wrap gifts in anything other than tinfoil or the sports page, give yourself three points. Again, wrapping a gay man's activity. Real men don't wrap, except for, um, I see. Stationary. If you have any kind of stationary lying around the house, that's good for five points. Add another uh, nine points if it's scented. All right, uh, let's see. Give yourself a point for every uh, skincare product you own, excluding musk and leather-scented products. Those are all very manly stuff. If you have a squeegee in your bathroom, add 25 points. It's an inside love line joke. And finally, add 50 points if you've ever blown a guy. Because that's a big point grabber. All right, Jeremy, how'd you, how'd you fare? I know you weren't riding along, but just off the top of your head. You that's pretty yeah, safe? That's a good, I'm pretty safe. Yeah. Okay. There's no potpourri in that question. I don't know, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't no, We didn't no, work no, potpourri in there. Well, well, that's the scented paper. We'll have, to, yeah, uh, we'll have to revise that. All right. Uh, when we left off, you were talking about Alice. Right. Who's uh, 19 and has some uh, bisexual questions. Alice. Hi. Hey. Um, okay. I have a boyfriend of two years, and we plan on getting married someday. But um, I was by curious before I met him, and I've still been by. Tell, tell me, I, I want to be enlightened about this a little bit. Tell yeah. me what what by curious. That's, that's a term you toss off with such uh, as though um, it has a real specific meaning to you. And to me, like it's still boys, kind of vague. And I've always liked boys, and I've been with boys, but I've never been with a girl. And I think I like girls. But it isn't don't most women at some points aren't they or uh, most individuals are sort of bi-curious at some point in their life. Um, I wouldn't know. Is there something about your curiosity that's more intense, do you think? Um, I like pornos almost as much as Adam Carolla. But that's with a male and a female involved? Um, <laughs> either. At first I thought she meant she liked me too, and then I realized she was talking about my obsession with pornography. Right, right. All right. Every woman is bi-curious except for my mom. Okay. Then uh, Jeremy's mom. The thing is, I really want to, like, experience that, but 
me and my boyfriend have kind of discussed this, and we're just, we're like, well, cheating is cheating is cheating. Right. We're planning on getting married, and I don't know if I'm going to have this opportunity again. Wow. Uh, but his parents are, uh, well, he's visiting his parents in L.A. right now, and I have a friend out here who's a lesbian. Who oh, well, we'll see her Saturday night at the Supercross. Who we're friends, we're, we're friends with her, and he knows that she's kind of attracted to me and that I'm kind of attracted to her, but... So he's not encouraging you to do this, obviously. No, and I've, I've and you're not. And again, by the way, you know, we we took some criticism apparently on the television show for for not being more uh, open to bisexuality. No, we did but, from who? Know, from some emails. And All right, screw you, people. But but, but you know what? <laughs> I, I, am, I discourage bisexual experimentation in people under eighteen. When it when ambivalence and confusion about one's sexual identity is this is everyone's status quo, and to act on that confusion creates more confusion. In nineteen twenty twenty one, you really should have sort of figured things out already. All right, but um, here, here's here's our position. I think. Listen, I'm all for the experimentation. I'm all for the uh, the threesomes. I'm all for the uh, lesbian uh, daisy chains. I, th- I may have made that up, but I'm for it, and because it sure sounds like something I'd be for. <laughs> the point is this. When when we're talking to people that are engaged, that are married, that right. sometimes have kids, right. and they're talking about going out and experimenting and bringing a third person into the bedroom, then we tell them it's a bad idea. From yeah. experience, yeah. we tell them the relationship suffers, whether it be a male, a yeah. female, whatever. Even if it's not a bisexual or lesbian or gay experience, when you bring a third person into a relationship, it disrupts it. It, it disrupts it. That's right. And, and, you, and, and it may be... See, the problem with Alice is that she doesn't... Her concern is that should I get married, having these doubts, shouldn't I yeah. act on them first? And in, indeed, you know, this is a viable concern of yours, but you've got to understand you're taking grave risks with your relationship by acting on these feelings. And you need to decide what's more important It's sort of retarded logic, which is I don't want to do something that's going to break us up once we're married, so I'll do it before we get married. Which may be the right thing, because maybe that's not meant to be married anyway. All right. She's only 19. All right. so, so if you're real curious, go do it. You, you probably shouldn't get married at 19 anyway. Or okay. even or twenty or twenty one, which which or thirty. <laughs> okay, okay. don't you. get married till you're uh, till after menopause. Okay. Okay. All right. When you have the uh, hot flashes, that's when you say I do. Okay. Okay. A little too easy there. <laughs> what? Have somebody agree with you so many times it disturbs me. Uh, they're okay. agreeing. Uh, okay. Uh, they're agreeing with me, yeah. like uh, you know, when Charlie Brown's on the phone and we can hear his um, parents going wah 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 wah. That's Aww. that's the kind of agreement I got there. She, she idolizes you and your you know your pornos and. Oh, you think so? She said she likes them as much as you. Yeah, I didn't quite know how to take that though. She, she likes him the way he likes them. Uh, okay. Right, right, all right. Um, it's kind of like. I like porno as much as dogs like smelling their own crap. <laughs> it was kind of that same uh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the uh, crap, I believe. Jennifer, 19. Hi. Um, actually, this is more of a question for Dr. Ju. Yeah, Jennifer, well, they all start that way, but don't worry. Well, Adam, you might have some input. Um, last Thursday, I went out with a very close guy friend of mine. We've been friends for five years. I trust him with my life, or so I thought. Um, every now and again, we like to indulge in a little pot smoking, you know, just to have some fun and, you know, break up the monotony or whatever. And uh, I passed out, and I've never done that before. With marijuana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I thought it was. I don't know anymore. Mm. And I woke up, and my clothes were off, and I was in his bed. Mm. All right. 
Let me just give this pointer out to the guys who do the, uh, you know, roofy date rape yeah. stuff and all that. Put the clothes back on before they wake up. <laughs> Please. This is, uh, this is recalculous. All right. We're going to get lots of letters. What I'm saying this is like, I mean, I know this sounds like the worst thing in the world, but please, if you're going to try to knock someone out and then rape them and you obviously you're knocking them out so they don't want to know at least go you know make the bed and sit them up and stuff yeah well she said but they're they were both smoking. loaded they're both they loaded oh, okay. smoking and All drinking right. that was... you have, you're, you're alleging that he had the intent to get her loaded that way do you think he did anything to you sexually jennifer that's what i don't know because i had the burning and i had some spot bleeding but it didn't feel like we did but I had other, you know... No, what do you think? Like, call the cops and ask questions later? That's the problem, because I've been friends with him so long, and all of my friends, we all know each other and hang out, and... It's a hard one. Some Just of them, one. you know, they don't know whether to believe say? me or believe him, and he's basically saying, hey, I thought you were horny, you know, basically, I tried to get off on it, and this is what happened. Basically, he what? He said he was horny, so he tried to take advantage of the situation. He thought I was willing so he couldn't tell. But do you, you know, in you, California, there, there's it's if somebody's intoxicated, they cannot render consent, and it's it's rape if you get somebody loaded, and then have sex with them. But I mean, the whole point. I even mean, if, if they, I even if they said yes the whole way. Yeah. All right, but that's not going to stand up if this. Well, that's why I always record all my lovemaking. <laughs> I even rec record my masturbation once in a while, so I don't sue myself. <laughs> Jennifer. Mm -hmm. All right, so, it, but here's the question. You, you have no traction to this guy. No, none whatsoever. All right, so there's uh, there's no chance that you were loaded and went, and went along with this. No. You think you were loaded, you passed out, and then he uh, physically uh, assaulted you. I, I think so. I'm almost positive. All right. No, yeah. I, 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 mm. You could probably drag this through the courts, but I don't know that you'd get much satisfaction out of it if he clung to the, she was loaded and she said yes thing. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm wondering, plus where I live in California, there's a law saying that if I go to the hospital, all I want to do is get tested to see if I have anything, you know, and if I could be pregnant. That's right. I don't, I don't, don't go to the go hospital. To just go to a private doctor or go go you know go to the other clinic? yeah other oh, healthcare nice. providers. Because it, it's going to end up going on my insurance. And my, what is my parents will see you know why I went to the gynecologist or whatnot. Uh, no. no, no, no. Okay, yeah, that can be kept completely All confidential. Right. So this guy's no friend of yours, right? Uh, unfortunately, you probably have to chalk it up to experience because I don't know legally what you can do. I mean, you could try to do something, but. It doesn't sound like you have a real good, you know, open and shut case here. So the guy's not, I don't know what to do. Slash the guy's tires or something. Well, He's no friend of yours. She definitely needs to get a proper pelvic exam. And sure. I would warn any other friends that plan on hanging out with this guy what his, what his, um, what his plan is. All right. Um, more show after this. Now the Loveline Weather Report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Also overnight, partly chronic in parts of Virginia. Loveline will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go. Well, speak of the cake. That's cake, Drew. I know that. Okay. That I know. All right. Very hip these days. All right, Cake will be in uh, next week along with many other guests, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station.
All right, we're here with uh, Jeremy McGrath, um, the Wayne Gretzky of Supercross, the man who has uh, dominated the sport for, for many, many years. Maybe um, I follow the sport a little bit, more than anyone in history, more than the Roger DeCosters yeah, of Roger, the world. Yeah, Roger DeCoster is a five-time world champion, and the winningest Supercross rider before me was Rick Johnson. Right. Uh, you've heard of him. He's sure. from San Diego. He was on Honda, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was on Honda. Where is he now? He's um, selling churros somewhere? No, he's driving race cars. He actually lives in um, outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, okay. So he's, he made the uh, he made the move. He's yeah, he's trying to get into the four wheel car stuff. Right. But he had uh what, he had twenty eight wins. How many wins do you have? Forty three. Okay. Well I don't even know why he brought the guy up. All right. So the well, point is is the, the the man dominates. Absolutely. He is uh, what Dr. Drew is uh, to the medical profession. Jeremy McGrath is to the Supercross. That's a, uh, that's a compliment. Thank there, you. Drew. Well, feel free to compliment me, period. Well, what you, you are to the radio. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I had to squeeze him like a sponge, but it finally came out. All right. Uh, Drew, to, where I'm are a fan we? of Jeremy's. I'm five. Oh, okay. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. Brianna. Hey. Hi, how are you guys? You're 20, you're on Love Line with Jeremy McGrath. Hi. Hi. I'd like to make a comment to Jeremy. I'm, um, I haven't been into racing very long. My boyfriend got me started a few years ago. And even though he rides Kawasaki, I've been a fan of yours ever since I've known about you. Yeah, thank um, you. I think you are the best rider there ever has been. And um, I know you had a disappointing ride last Saturday. I just want to tell you that I'm so glad you left Honda for Suzuki. And I want to wish you the best of luck with Knack Knack Enterprise. Thank you. And I just think you're the hottest writer. I don't care about Jeff and Meg. I think you're the best. <laughs> well, thanks. It's, okay. okay. Um, good luck Saturday. All right. You, you go on Saturday? Oh, of course. I All wouldn't right, miss well, it. Hopefully it'll be better than last. Oh, it will by far. Okay. Hey, uh, Brianna. Yeah. Uh, during one of the laps, why don't you pull your top up? See if you can get some riders to crash. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, any difference, uh, seriously? And, and I know, um, I know. You know, you have your sponsors, you have you have your um, your your factory rides and all that. But it seems to me, at at that level, when the, when when every um, the bikes have been dialed in and tweaked as much as possible, is there differences still between the bikes between the manufacturers, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda, and that sort of stuff? Uh, there's not much difference. I mean, it, it's... Uh, they're all the same CCs. Yeah, they're all 250s. Are they all putting out about the same horsepower? Uh, close. I mean, that, you know, it varies probably one, two, three horsepower, maybe. But is, is there in, any... In Supercross, you don't need... <clears throat> you don't need to have necessarily the fastest or the most horsepower. You know, it's it's a lot of jumping. It's not like you go uh, top speed, fifth gear, or anything like that. It's, right. Uh, it's, it's basically the most preparation, and... Uh, most, you know, I'd say the bikes are really close. Are there any rules? Because, like in, in like auto racing, in in all forms of auto racing, whether it uh, be uh, stock car racing or Formula One, they have rules about you know how high a car can be off the ground, how yeah. much a car can weigh, horsepower, so on and so forth. Yeah. Do they have rules we like have that in Supercross? Rule. Yeah, we have a rule called the production rule. It's where you have to run. You can only add to the frame. You know, you cannot cut the frame and make it any geometry you want. And, um, of course, you can't, you know, stroke the motor and make it bigger. bigger than 250. Yeah, exactly. All right. Speaking of uh, stroking the motor, Drew, you ready to move on with some of these calls? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Joe, join in anytime you like when we're talking about the I'm, I'm, I'm really top end or stro- stroking or anything like that. Drew, Drew out there in the halftime show. Feel free to jump in. Right on. Hey, yeah, I got a problem that was just kind of happened the first time in my whole life. Is I for a month I lost my sex drive, and um, I have like an existing condition. Maybe the doc. I'm sure the doc knows about it. It's like a uh, perthes, hip perthes, leg calf perthes disease. Um, yeah, it's on my hip bone actually, right. Right. and. That has nothing to do with your sex drive. I just, really. He's like, for like a whole month, I had like some hip pain. And during that time, I just kind of like had no desire whatsoever. Well, when you have a toothache, you don't want to, you know, go down on a woman. But that doesn't necessarily mean it stymies your sex drive. Well, you know how you wake up. You know what I'm saying? And you're ready to go usually every every morning when you wake up. And even that whole month, I was not even in that condition. Well, I mean, if you're you're ill or in pain, that, that tends to mitigate your sex drive. I mean, it's I, called the uh, penis priority. Yeah. Your penis goes, look, I'm, I'm very interested in, in, but you know what? I'll, I'll pass. I will, uh, Other things have priority. I'll take a backseat to the hip for this month, and then I want to double down the following month. Right, so actually there's no really nothing for me to worry about, Doc. Were you taking any medication at the time? No. No, just uh, usually... You know, like Tylenol or like Motrin or something like that to help help the pain or well, whatever. Maybe the Motrin or those the, the anti-inflammatory drugs were reacting badly. Yeah, no, it was like the first time it ever happened in my whole life, so, I, so it really kind of shocked me. And I just thought maybe I don't know. I just don't know what to expect. Or well, why don't you be? Is it both hips bothering you? No, just my left left hip. Why don't you get looked at very thoroughly to make sure that it, that's what it is? That it's not something more systemic, some other illness going on here that's affecting you more. What is this hip disease? It's a mechanical thing more than anything. And if he's being affected systemically like that, if it's it's pain, that makes sense. But there are plenty of inflammatory diseases of the joint that can be associated with other disorders. When you say joint, you're not talking about... Like what a lot of people don't know, one of the uh, common severe arthritis is caused by gonorrhea. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I knew that. Jeremy, you knew that, didn't you? Yeah. See? Maybe that's why. You're not so smart. Jerry, 20. Hello. Hey. What's going on? Hey. Hey, Jeremy, what's up? How's it going? All right. Hey, I got a question for Jeremy first. Uh, what advice would you give to a young rider who's trying to get into the sport and, you know, he wants to be successful? What would you tell him? Well, what, you talking about a young kid or? Uh, he's about 18. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, basically, when you first get into the sport, you never know if it's going to be a, your job or anything like that. Um. I mean, yeah, well, he met you a time or two before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he met you up at West Valley here in Utah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With, with that, with the advice. Right, what, what do you want him to do, sponsor the kid? <laughs> let, him answer him the, let him answer the kid, the question. Quit buttering him up. Yeah, with the, with the advice thing, I would just say, you know, if he's not a professional, of course you just got to go out and ride and, and have fun with it, you know. But well, let me tell you something, Jerry and Jeremy, from my experience. You ride because you love it. Not because of the money, not because of the women, not because of the trophies. You do it because you love it. Yeah, yeah of course. he does that. But he wants to get into it professionally, and I just thought he might want a little advice to go along with this. Okay, here's my question. You got to blow a factory rep. That's yeah. how you get a ride. <laughs> Is that what Jeremy did? Well, you, that's for sure I did not. You do, do what you got to do to get started, and then you take it from there. All right. Um, okay, here's my question. Okay, what should I do here? My ex-girlfriend, we were going out for a little over two years, and 
you know, we broke up for a little while because of personal problems, you know. And she said once I got my life back in order, she'd come back to me, you know. What were these personal problems? Oh, just various things. I was cheating on her and stuff like that, you know. I didn't know how much I loved her till she was gone. Uh, is, this, is this classic or what? Uh, What's that? I, I trust. This is also the Corolla Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how, please, can you just pick a syndrome and we'll agree on that? How many syndromes can I have named after me? Uh, uh, it's gonna be, uh, I'm going to get a vaginitis uh, tossed on there one day, too. Believe me, Drew stops at nothing. All right, listen, I, don't, I trust no man who says uh, I didn't know how much I loved her until she was gone. Right, well, you know, afterwards, you know, I thought I'd work on it a little bit, you know. I went out, got the job I wanted to do. I bought the car I wanted. You know, it just wasn't enough. You know, I wanted to do more for Then this chick, I asked her out on a date because, you know, I thought, well, there's no use lagging on with this forever. You know, I might as well go out and see what else there is for me. I wasn't necessarily betraying her in any way, you know. But this girl went and told her that I was, like, stalking this girl and calling her every night, which was complete bull, you know what I mean? Wait, which one told who you were stalking? The one that I asked out on a date one time went and told her that I was stalking. Oh, your ex. Right. Right. The one that said no to the date. Right. Okay. She went out and she, you know, later on after she saw, you know, I had this, I bought a 97 Mustang GT, you know, and well, now she wants me, of course. That's got to be good for some trim. Uh, yeah, I kind of stay away from that, but, you know, just because I want the stool back. Look okay, chicks love when a guy burns out. I love when a guy does 5.0. Yes, they love a guy who can lay a little rubber, a guy who can go in the uh, empty parking lot when it's raining and do donuts. Oh, yeah, I do all that shit. Yes. Jerry, okay. watch it. nuts with it. Jerry. Right. Jerry. Jerry. Huh? You're on the radio. You've used the S word now two times. Oh, I'm sorry. And in no uh, subtle fashion either. I'm sorry. All right, well, I'm hanging up on you. I'm sorry. I'm still hanging up. <laughs> He's hanging up first. <laughs> he did? I think so. Well, at least he apologized. And I'm sorry, too. Sometimes uh, we just don't see eye to eye. I, but, I don't but, know what Jerry's problem was. Well, but Jerry, I oh. mean, this business of wanting a girl only when they're gone is, is a very unhealthy thing. Yes. I'm picturing uh, Jerry's one of these guys with the mullet cut. I'm picturing burnouts right now. <laughs> he's taking off in his car. He's got uh, he's got the uh, two hairdos from the front. He looks like the Marine from the from the back. He looks like um, he looks like uh, one of uh, the cast members of Charlie's Angels. This is the mullet do. If you've seen this, Drew, not many doctors wear the mullet. No, I know you've mentioned it before. I know what you're talking about. What is up with that? More doctors ought to wear the mullet. I don't think so. Okay. Mark, 17, you're on Loveline with Jeremy McGrath. Hello. Hey. First of all, I want to say your show is just awesome. I love it. Thank you. Adam, you you are hilarious. Why, thank you. And Drew, you give the best advice ever. Thank you. Now, I have two questions for you guys. Uh, my, one of the questions is that I'm currently dating my girlfriend. We've been going out for a year and a half. And, uh, you know, both of us love each other. And... Uh, a while ago, she asked me if I want to get married in the near future. And I said, well, I'm not sure because I'm only 17 and I'm not ready for marriage. And she said, well, think about it. How old is she? She's 17 as well. Mm -hmm. I don't trust her already, but yeah, continue. You're not ready for marriage. That's clear. Yeah. All right. That's don't right think about there. it. You, you, know what you, you know you're not ready. You've never been married, have you, Jeremy? No, sir. That's right. Smart man. No. All Save right. all those winnings. <laughs> That's right. That purse is your purse. I've never even considered it, actually. Good thinking. Mark. 
Yeah. All right. So what's the question? Well, she 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 wants me to get her pregnant, and okay. when I was living in San Jose, my friends got their girlfriends pregnant, and they claimed that they were ready for all that. And uh, when the child right. was born, that's right. They were so ready that the reason they're pregnant is because the condom broke. Yeah. Yeah. That's planning. That's commitment to family. Look, look, people your age are not ready for kids. You're just not ready. And in my, from my point of view, somebody who's not married is not ready either. You yes. should have a family first, a stable relationship. You should be done with your scholastic training. You should have a stable job. You will support a child. Then consider having a child. This business of having children oh. just because I'm ready. Oh. I'm ready. Yeah. I don't care if a freaking uh, Macaulay Culkin wants to have a kid at 17. No. I forbid it. No, he's not ready. All right. Although, if you can support Junior uh, and you're out of my hair, fine. But I swear to you, if it's the last thing I do, I will rid this country of this scourge called teenage pregnancy. Crazy uh, women, they get <laughs> abused by their, their dad, and then they want to get knocked up at 16 and 17, and they have a whole batch by the time they're 25, and they're all on the dole. Oh, let Uncle Sam pay for everybody. Meanwhile, they're off uh, collecting food stamps. The kids are out committing crimes. This is what's destroying this country, Mark. Yeah. You keep your penis in your pocket. All right. Now, for my second question, uh, I've had a really bad history. I don't inspire our listeners at all. They notice that? I think you might have scared them a little. Oh, okay. Sorry, Mark. Anyway. Bad history with what? My dad, you know, he abused me when I was a child. Physically? Huh? Sexually, physically? Physically. Yeah, and um, finally repercussions have caught up to me, and I have this problem of keeping my anger under control. Right, and I can blow up at the slightest thing. Sure, and if if that's it gets worse, I mean, if I hit my head, at the back of my head, really hard, I I start losing memories. Uh, I get scared. I I get cold. I shake. I think that's called a concussion. Yeah, and. Uh, what do you mean, hit the back of your head real hard? Well, the first time it happened, uh, I I was running towards the phone because I just I just woke up and the phone started ringing. And I tripped over a cord and I hit the head on a corner of the coffee table. Mm-hmm. And that's when it happened. Oh, but most people get cold and can't... You see that episode of Gilligan's Island where the <laughs> coconut falls on his head and he can't remember where the skipper is? <laughs> well... He just means he has a very intense reaction. It seems to be primarily that of rage, and th- that makes sense. I mean, you should have all kinds of un- you know, all kinds of free-floating rage beneath the surface if you've been abused badly. All right. I mean, it's it's natural enough. You got to find ways to sort of let that out slowly and. Uh, all right. Well, let's prioritize. First thing, don't get married. Right. Number two, no baby. Actually, number one, one no kids. Yeah. Number two, no marriage. Not for some. Not for some time. Number three. You have a lot of anger. You have a lot of hostility. You need to get a little therapy. You need to work this out. Otherwise, it's going to ruin your life. Mm-hmm. And number four, and I'm putting this out to all people that have been abused and now are adults and have a lot of rage in them, and they like to uh, blow off a little steam by, you know, shooting people on the freeway or running people off the road or perhaps just random acts of violence. Here's my angle. All you people with all the rage that were abused when you are children, go kick the crap out of the person that abused you, please. Why am I always running into the people that are doing the... the they've been abused by somebody, and then right. uh, then you run into them 20 years later, and they shoot you. Right. Shoot right. your dad, please. Right. right. Everyone go out and... Anyone abuse you, go right after that person. 
please try to uh, decipher between the people that abused you and the people that are just in your life, and now yeah. now you're pissed. And you're going going to abuse, yeah. Right. I want you to say that now every night for the next month. That's a great point. Yes, everyone beat the crap out of the abusers. That's it's it's it, the Bible says it. It's an eye for an eye. It's fine. They beat on you. Oh, let's, you go back and beat up on them. All right, Hammurabi. Let's the, go on to the next call. <laughs> the man is uh, the man is old now. He's weakened. His reflexes have slowed down. You could take him. I could kick my dad's ass when I was eleven. Well, I know for sure I couldn't do that. Your your dad's tough. He's tough. He's big too. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, but if you and I ganged up on him, like I jumped him from behind yeah. or something, you beat him with a <laughs> I sack. I don't even hook. know then. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe. Oh, all right. All right, we'll give him another few years. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, let him slow down. I don't even know him, but I'll jump in with you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you ride like a wheelie on him or something. Alan, 35, you're on Love Line. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey. Well, I have a couple questions. And first of all, I'd like to say I've been listening to you ever since... Uh, that other host you had on about a year ago uh, was excused from your program. Bert Convey? No, 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 no. Okay. It was the one guy you didn't like, Adam. No, I never said I didn't like him. Yeah, well, we I knew did, it. I just we, need room to operate. We, we, that's could, all. we could hear it in the tone of your voice. What's up, Alan? Anyway, Doctor Drew. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Um, apparently, I have a lot of lesions on my brain, mm -hmm. and the neurologist. And the person that read the uh, MRI mm -hmm. said that it was uh, severe or advanced um, multiple sclerosis, mm -hmm. and that isn't the case. The neurologist thinks it's from alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you get I, lesions? What, what do you mean lesions? lesions. I mean, lesion just means abnormality. Abnormality, abnormality scarring. Um, yeah, you you're talking about scarring. And if I mean, imagine if they confused demyelination or MS, and scarring uh, would be uh, and and and, and alcohol-related damage. There'd be scarring and calcification. Is that what they saw? Um, they didn't say anything about calcification, but the um, the uh, radiologist that read the MRI said it was advanced MS. I, I understand. There's de there's debate about it. Okay, now the neurologist looked at this and said it looks like severe alcoholism. Okay. And that could be a possibility because I've been through a little BS in the few past years that uh, caused me to hit the bottle rather heavy. All right. And I'm, what my question is, is if I completely quit drinking, will the lesions disappear? Uh, I hope I can answer this accurately because I need I would need to know more exactly on what they had seen there. That what people don't understand about alcohol is alcohol is one of the few drugs of abuse and addiction that is a poison to human tissue. And one of the tissues that is very profoundly affected by alcohol is brain. You're saying marijuana is not a poison? Marijuana is not a poison, but, really? it, but it does damage brain tissue. Hallucinogenics damage brain tissue. Cocaine hmm. doesn't damage anything particularly. Well, Heroin doesn't damage anything. The politicians seem to concentrate so much on the marijuana and not the alcohol. And, um, but, but my understanding is that alcohol thins the tissue, mm -hmm. and it also thins the blood. Mm -hmm. Now, doesn't this have a profound effect on the capillaries in the brain? No, you're, you're, you're bar barking up the wrong tree. I mean, brain, there's, all different, there's several different brain injuries that can occur it's from a nice alcohol. drunken layman's angle though yeah, i'll get a credit on that it's true the, uh, wc fields that, nose in your head angle and if there is brain shrinkage 
Uh, some of that comes brain back. brain can shrink? Oh, dramatically. I think some of my friends' brains are uh, And my family's. Well, uh, I know my mom's brain return Because the, the majority of that shrinkage is from the support cells in the brain. They sort of glue cells right. that make All it right. a gel. Listen, we got to go to break. Uh, Alan, right. my yeah. brain's uh, getting lesions now. Alan, are you, yeah. are you sober? Yes, I am. You are? You're in a program. Yes. You are? Yes. All right, which, well, which program? Important. Indian princesses or is it an alcoholic program? Uh, it's a alcoholic program. Okay, right. good. If, if that, that's Adam's point is well taken. That is that the treatment for any alcohol-related injury is no alcohol. You hear that's that, the Jeremy? treatment. And the only way you can assure yourself that is by getting involved in AA because it's not going to happen the other way. It will always recur otherwise. All right, true. Virtually. All right. You, like a uh, RV salesman on... Um, on crank, I want All you to right. sell. Doing Guys, your own commercial for the first Kelly. time. Guy Kelly, she go. told her to be with him. She must also sleep with his friends. What? I do that again, but slower. Guy she likes told her to be with him. If she, she wants to be with him, maybe she has to. Do she must also be with his friends. Okay, very weird. All right, then this I I smell a gambling call coming up. Oh, right, yeah. Jeremy, go for the wallet. Hi. Hey, this is Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, my clean PC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. This is Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, the young one, Fiona Apple. Tonight, Jeremy McGrath is here. Jeremy is the uh, the prince of Supercross, uh, 250 class. He does not mess around with that 125 class anymore, do you? Does it, you ah, I used to. Yeah, you start off. Do most guys start off at yeah. 125 and move up to 250? Yeah, that's the starting point usually for the up-and-comers. They start in the 125 class, and, and uh, usually you race there. You, you you can't actually get too many points if you are winning the races, but uh, usually that's where you get your start and that's how you get a factory ride. Um, it uh, even though 250's uh, displacement is twice as much as a 125 on a on a smaller track, are the lap speeds that much faster? Uh, not at all. I mean, 250 can be faster sometimes, but uh, like last week, for instance. Um, Kevin Windham is a 125 champion right now, and his lap times were the same or at, or faster on some laps. Because the bikes are a little bit lighter, a yeah. little more maneuverable. Yeah, yeah, they're lighter. You can ride them faster. But on a, on a on a track with a, like a longer straightaway, the 250 is gonna yeah, gonna. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 
especially <laughs> like on a motocross course, which is not a supercross, more outdoor, you know, natural type terrain. Right. Two fifties usually faster. That's what I like. I like when the uh, when the when the environment is destroyed. Yeah. Like, while the race is going on, Drew, I know you're a big fan of that. Oh, tremendous. Yes. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Oh, Larry Flint uh, the following week, and Steve Gutenberg and... Um, John Stewart. John Stewart. All right, and um, Cake, and oh, God, Anne is just... Uh, On fire. Yeah, we got him in. Who, uh, Anne, what's up with you? Anne, you're just going berserk. With the gas. What are you, on the uh, steroids uh, or something? What? Well, it's not that you don't normally do your job, but you're mm-hmm. you're doing the job of five producers. Thank you, Adam. Five mediocre producers, but that still that adds up. That makes one good one, doesn't no, it? No, it's still no? more than one. It's more than one. Oh, okay. Three that's mediocre producers then. is one. You're oh, doing okay. the work of five mediocre producers. So that's one and a half, almost. That's right. All right. <laughs> no, it's like one one and three quarters, almost two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we could have that conversation. Kelly, 24, you're on Loveline. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey. Hey. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. Um, I just wanted to tell you, I think you are just the most talented writer out there right now, and I think you're incredibly sexy. Thank you. And I'd really value your opinion on a question that I have. All right. Okay. Um, I really, really like this guy a lot, and I would do just about anything to be with him. And he asked me to do some things that I'm considering, and I don't really know if I should do it or not. He said for me to be with him, I would have to have sex with his friends too and after the race on saturday he wants me to meet him at a hotel in anaheim and this wait a minute this is somebody that races in your, in your thing uh, yeah I, I don't know it is yeah all right well if he's on the circuit that's fine <laughs> i didn't know he was on well, the circuit I, mean, I just feel like it'd be a total honor i mean what <laughs> to be with this person all right uh, this is the type of uh, groupie mentality that draws people to sports uh-huh. you understand this is why guys get into sports jeremy what do you think kelly's the reason Kelly's the reason. <laughs> why would you consider? Why would you consider? She's a s- uh, pit girl. Yeah. <laughs> She's a pit hoe. Why would you consider? Having, <laughs> you, then you consider having sex with his friends in order to get to him. That's true. Yeah. Now, who are the guys? Are they like his mechanic, a I, team manager. I don't know, just some close friends of his, I guess. How would you feel about yourself if you were to do that? I would do anything to be with this guy, though. He's. What, I mean, who's being, the guy? Oh, I can't. I can't say what, that. What would be? Why not? If he's enough of a schmuck to to propose this to you, I think you. I'm sure you'd... Jeremy knows him, but I don't want to say his name yeah, on the I radio. Don't... What? I if he, don't know. He's enough of a jerk what, to what's propose this to you. What's your opinion on that, right? Jeremy? My opinion on that is, uh, well, I don't. I, is that I don't wrong? Th- I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's right. That's not a good thing. No, I'd say no. No. Of course not. You don't think I should do that? That I'd like to degrade myself. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I really, really want to be with him. He's like my favorite writer, and it'd be like a total honor. To have sex with him. Just yeah, one time. No matter what it takes, I I really, I want to do it. I want to be with him. I want to be able to say that I was with him. Well, Even what, if, what would that do for you? What would that accomplish for you? I just, I don't know. I don't know what it would accomplish. I just totally want to be with him. All right, hold on. Is there some gambling here, Drew? I smell gambling. <laughs> oh, sure, why not? Drew, would you like to gamble? Yeah, sure. All right, Jeremy, uh, get the Supercross wallet out of the, okay. out of the back pocket there. Let me keep your... What, are you paranoid? He keeps his wall in his front pocket. <laughs> well, it's, I don't All right, like put it in the back. back. Come on. Not, enough of that front pocket All nonsense. Right. What do we do? We gamble here. <laughs> oh, you got a dollar? No, oh, you yeah, do. I got a dollar. All right, I'm a little light, bro. Who's got a dollar for me? I got one. You do? Okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> I got your Annie. Last your night, Annie. I, we've been gambling. I've been gambling. Uh, who did I gamble with uh, last night? Uh, I won, though. Oh, the Bloodhound Gang's uh, manager or something gave me a record wreck. Uh, gave me the money, and then I gave it to Drew. You know, the sting of gambling is uh, not not bad at all when you're gambling with other people's money. That's why i got to get myself a sugar daddy. All right. Now, uh, Kelly sounds perky, and uh, to the untrained ear, she sounds uh, completely healthy. But we have other ideas. The idea that she would take uh, two or three feet of collective penis <laughs> before she then got onto the supercross schlong, uh, to me, uh, smacks of something wrong. Drew? Yeah. I'll let you begin the gambling. Kelly was raised, like, by grandparents or foster home or something like that. Not raised? Parents just gone. No family gone. No family. Okay. No family. No family. Okay. Jeremy, uh, I'll make it easy on you. You can pick, uh, oh, physical abuse in the past, perhaps sexual abuse, uh, or you can you can go the total, totally normal upbringing route, whatever you like. I would say no. I'd say more starstruck probably than anything. Starstruck? Yeah, I don't know. Both, both parents together? No. No? I'd have to say no. Divorced? Yeah. Well, if they're not together, what are they? Separate. Okay. Don't wise okay. off. I'll toss you right out of here with your knobby tires and everything. Okay, yeah, divorced. Okay, divorced. Uh, all right, but half the marriages end in divorce. Divorced early? Um, yeah. When she I was would, young? Yeah, I would say. Before 10? Yeah, I would say not much supervision. No supervision. Running wild in the streets? Yeah. Okay, unsupervised. That's sort of where I'm going, though. Drew is... Um, that's, sort of, that's the same vibe I'm getting here. Okay, but, but more so, like no, no developed. All right, I'm no. going with uh, hitting the head with a snow shovel. <laughs> All right, go. No, please, Drew. Uh, oh, jeez, I don't know where to go. It's a little, little confusing here. Uh, I'm going with um, um, uh, no attention from daddy. Yeah, we all said we all said the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, we're all saying the same thing. You got to go with some kind of abuse. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll go for physical abuse. All right, I'm going okay. physical. And that could cover sexual, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. We'll give you both. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I don't often take charity, but uh, this time I will. Wait a minute. What the hell am I talking to? What line is she on? Uh, uh-oh. What? Five, six. Six. Oh, six. All right. <laughs> Kelly? Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, let's talk about your past a little bit. Okay. I, I'm guessing just from the valley. I think that's enough. Uh-huh. You're from the valley? Right. All right. Well, I'm taking the pie. <laughs> that's all. All bets are off. She's from the valley. <laughs> West Valley, uh, Chatsworth, Canoga Park, that area? Close. <laughs> okay. Now all bets are off. Then. She's from the valley. All right, Kelly, what was your upbringing like? I was raised by two wonderful parents. I had a total normal life. Okay. Why well, do you think this all is right. so weird? No abuse? No physical abuse? Not at all. No divorcing? I was divorced at a young age, yeah. yeah. I was. They... You were. You were. were. Yeah. What do you mean you were? I was divorced three years ago. Oh, you yourself. But yeah. your parents are still together. Yeah, they're still together. All right. Jeremy, you win nothing. Uh, Drew, you get nothing. I'm taking the pot for the valley call. <laughs> You're taking bets on me? Okay. Give me my dollar back for your Annie. Though. Hey, can I? All right. I'll something? give the Annie dollar back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Can I say something else? You're a very shrewd Annie? businessman. Yes. Um, Jeremy, did you tell them that you do have a squeegee in your shower? Oh, is that true? That's 25 points. Wow. Mm. Do you have that? Yeah. Do you use it or do you get a cleaning woman to use it? <laughs> no, I, I do use it. All right, I was giving you an out, but you wouldn't take it. All right, that's 25 points. I do have a maid. I do have a maid. Okay. Do you have sex with her? 
No. All right, I'm adding so 20 old. points now. All right, that. Uh, but still, he's on the pro uh, motocross circuit. All right, Kelly. Yes. Don't do this. Okay. I, I, I hate to say it, but uh, come on. Well, now I'm, I'm beginning to doubt her call, the veracity of her call. Oh, you are? Yeah, you yeah, think she's lying? Call. It's a bogus oh. call. You know who it is? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You go. Oh, okay. Yeah, you so. know who it is? Yes, I know who it is. Yeah, because, Kelly, if, if you really were into that sort of thing, <laughs> you wouldn't have had a normal past. <laughs> wow. Who was that? That was a who girl is that? I know. Oh. Lives near my house. Uh-huh. Let's go on. <laughs> I, I hate bogus calls. <laughs> All right, but this is a very interesting point, and I should give my money back, but to I me. won't. Yeah. No, she's from the Valley. Fair enough. Well, believe me, I know the Valley. This is very interesting, because... Drew, we gamble on these calls. Why, Drew? I'll tell you why. To illustrate how people are no different from one another. Meaning, when somebody is in a certain position as an adult, we can predict how they were brought up. If they're violent, it's because they were abused. If they're yeah. sexually promiscuous uh, to, a, to, a, to an extreme, oftentimes they were sexually abused. And the fact that we could not pin anything on Kelly was a little confusing at first, and now we realize why. Okay. That's, That's bogus call. So that was a good illustration, though. And we'll be back. And a quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard. Well, what the hell are they on about tonight, Bob? Here's what I have no idea. Why aren't those young people in bed? Go to bed. That line will be right back. My name is Paul Shirley. And I am Justin Halpern. We do a podcast called Short Corner. Paul is gone this week, so we had guest host Amir Blumenfeld from Jake and Amir and College Humor and their podcast, Rich. If I were you on podcast1.com. So are you a big NBA fan? Nope, never heard Fish. of it. Well, they just plopped me down on this chair and said, uh, talk sports, so I don't know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, no, I am a big fan. It was magic. Do you think Paul should even come back, Rich? Oh, why bother? Well, no, we miss Paul. We had him on the show, too. Find us at podcast1.com and let us make love to your ears. All right, tonight our guest is the uh, king of Supercross, Jeremy McGrath. And uh, Saturday night, ladies and gents. Hold on, let me let me get some effect here. Be there! Some go, some blow! Actually, that was a Dragster commercial I did. What was that? <laughs> I, it's the same guy. It's uh, the same guy. I think maybe it's two guys. What's like a lot of reverb in there, and he, and he uh, overdubs his uh, own voice, and... Uh, they do that Saturday night, Saturday night, Saturday night at the Coliseum. They'll be there. Jeremy McGrath dominating the 250 class. Shirley Chacha Maldowney, the Chi-Town Hustler. I love it when they get into the minds of the actual racers, like uh, in the uh, dragster stuff where they go, uh, 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 TV Tommy Idol's, he's gunning for the title this time, but Big Daddy's got other ideas. Really? Did you talk to Big Daddy? <laughs> Did Big Daddy tell you to say that, or is that just kind of your own? Uh, were you just taking that from a, a casual conversation you may have had with Big Daddy earlier in the day? Is he still around, that guy? <laughs> Big Don Daddy Don, Don Guy. Like, yeah. uh, he's, he's 85 by now. <laughs> well, that's, a that's the beauty of drag racing. You can do it, I think, uh, up to three years after you die. Yeah. <laughs> they just actually stuff your corpse in there, and they put yeah. a brick on the accelerator. Remote control now. <laughs> uh, Drew. Yeah. How many horsepower do you think one of those dragsters has? I have no idea. All right. Let me just put something in a, in a context here because I, I find this uh, bizarre. Uh, you, the average car, 140 horsepower uh, and weighs, uh, you know, 2,500 pounds. Now, uh, 
Jeremy, your bike is probably what, three hundred pounds or two hundred and ten? Oh, it's re- all right. They're getting real yeah. light, and it's yeah. probably got what the close to uh, eight, like, 90, 100 horsepower. No, it's got fifty-one. I think. Oh, that's it. All right, but the point yeah, is, yeah. is at fifty-one horsepower, it's all horsepower to weight ratio. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. 50, 51 horsepower in a two hundred pound vehicle. Right, right. If you do the math, is right. is more than more a than Ferrari at three hundred right. horsepower and three thousand pounds. Right. These dragsters. All right, remember, supercross bike. Fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. Your car. One hundred and fifty. Yeah. Dragster. Five thousand. <laughs> five thousand horsepower. <laughs> I mean, the size of the motors on those things. The engines, yeah, they got these, you know, six hundred cubic inch big blocks and stuff, and they're, you know, they're burning nitro and everything, and they're only good for two passes. But five thousand. I mean, you'd say like, hey, eight hundred. That's a ton. Yeah. Five thousand, Drew. And the car weighs what? A thousand pounds. Yeah, the car doesn't. Uh, at most. Car doesn't weigh anything. Zero to uh, 300 miles an hour faster, and you go zero to 20 miles an hour in your car. Is that recalculous? <laughs> that is absolutely bizarre. Think Look, about that. Let's start a new show just about this. Yeah. Hey, Force it's uh, Late it. Night Motor Sports, their host, <laughs> <laughs> the Rever Adam Carolla. <laughs> Tonight's special guest, Supercross star Jeremy McGrath, and the uh, engine doctor, Dr. Drew. All right. Uh, Derek, 24, you're on Loveline. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Uh, first, want to start out McGrath. Uh, cannot comprehend how you even do some of the stuff you do. I ride. My friend rides. Uh, we're always amazed on the knack knacks and stuff like that. I compliment you on your writing. There. Thanks yeah, so, a lot. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, he gets Drew. When these guys, not only do, is it enough for them to get twenty-five feet of air off a jump, but while they're in the air, they'll actually like have sex with <laughs> with a stranger. Oh, no, they'll, they'll pull both feet off the pegs and do a flying W. They'll take both feet and put them on one side of the bike. Or they'll take, here's a good one. They take both hands off the handlebars. So they're 25 feet in the air on this right. bike, and they take both hands and just put them in the air. Like it's a, some sort of um, um, stick-up, some sort of skyjacking or something. I'm aware of that. Um, my one question I have for McGrath is um, the Crescent Demons of Dirt yeah. that you filmed. Uh-huh. Uh, where exactly in California was that? Well, Krusty, the video was filmed in all sorts of, you know, everywhere. Seen the video. Uh, what are you talking about, the sand dunes part? Yeah, the sand dunes, exactly. Uh, that was in a place called Glamis, California. It's... Did you happen to see Seth's crash that he did? No, I didn't see that when I wasn't there. Okay. Um, this, right, is, this, is like a, um, this is like a sort Secret of club. bolt head uh, underground video. I saw it, a friend of mine has a bicycle shop. Yeah, it's <laughs> I went all... to back and watched it. But it's, it's these guys just going insane on motorcycles, yeah. doing the most extreme stuff you've ever seen in your life. I mean, you know, 30 feet in the air and going 90 feet distance-wise out on sand dunes and guys riding motorcycles in houses. and There's stuff bigger than that. I mean, that Glamis, the place he's talking about, we do jumps. We're probably like 50 feet in the air and maybe going almost 200 feet maybe. It's, wow. it's big. <laughs> okay. Um, my second question is for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently taking a Klonopin mm-hmm. for obsessive compulsive mm-hmm. disorder, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if, if that was um, affects anything on, on the sex drive. Is that the only medication you're taking? Uh, actually, I'm taking Klonopin and a Mepramine. Well, Mepramine can affect your sex drive for sure, and Klonopin probably could, though it doesn't typically. Klonopin is a long-acting Valium-like drug, and uh, it's a sedative, and it can probably affect your sex drive. But the people don't typically complain of that. Okay. Is that it? 
That's it. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. Um, <laughs> funny how you want to talk motocross for the first 10 minutes of the call. He's going to get on to his uh, deteriorating emotional state and uh, spend 10 seconds on that at the end. Well, he prioritizes. Mike, 21, you're on Loveline. Yeah, how you doing, Jeremy? Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. I just called to say, for one, I'm really bummed about last week. I'm really sorry you didn't take it last week at the Coliseum. Yeah, it was a tough night for me, but thanks a lot. Uh, hopefully I can Well, that's no problem, because um, we'll be there this upcoming Saturday. About six of us are rooting for you again, so. All right, thanks. No problem. And then I have a question for, basically it's for all of you, because um, my, my fiance, she saw Jeremy in, like, a, what's a, the most recent dirt, my, dirt Bike magazine, and it has you and you are got no shirt on it, and you have your nipple pierced. And my fiance thought that was really sexy, and she thinks I should do that too. Okay, but the thing is, like, like you, I ride a lot. I have a, I have a '97 Banshee, and I also have a 250 YZ. And I was just wondering if that causes you any discomfort having your nipple pierced. And two, for you, Drew, what would happen if I got ripped out if I crashed? All right, turn your damn radio down. It's a police radio. Yeah, well, right. you got a scanner going there? Nah, I'm in my my car phone. All right, well, well turn your car radio down. All right. All right. If it gets ripped out, it'll get ripped out. And it will hurt. And that can happen. Uh, Aerodynamically, does that slow you down at all? No. Because it's under your shirt, of course. You don't take it it out? You take it out? No, I don't, actually, when I ride. Um, I have hit it on the levers and stuff, and it does hurt. But, uh, yeah, it it hurts severely for the first couple weeks. But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a trend, and I'm really not into it anymore. It's... You're not into it anymore? Not really. Mike, oh, hallelujah. Here, the piercing uh-huh. thing is ending. I, I knew. I knew he'd come back around. Mike, here's the scary part. The scary part is that your girlfriend is uh, opening up uh, Nobby Magazine for uh, fashion tips. Uh, yeah. That's the part that really frightens me about this whole call. Okay. All right. So Jeremy had the nipple pierced. It uh, did not affect his writing in any way. And uh, now that he's older, richer, and wiser, he probably uh, wishes his uh, nipple was whole. Or without hole. Without hole. <laughs> yeah. Chalk another one up for Drew. What is that, five this, like this five, month yeah, alone? Number five. On a tear. Yeah, I'm guessing you're going to burn out by two, next that's month. That's two today. Yeah, Drew, yeah, that's two tonight. Yeah. It, t- Drew, uh, for those of you listening to the show, uh, know that Drew is actually... Some people have no sense of humor. Drew actually owes a sense of humor. <laughs> He's actually, if he had a sense of humor, he would just break even. He's that much in the hole in terms of a sense of humor. Well, but, boys, he's been on a comedic tear. Just living with you all the time, Adam. That's the deal. Working the pun angle. Mm-hmm. Working many different angles. The sarcasm angle. <laughs> political humor. Observational humor. You do a, he'll, do, he'll do a pratfall right here if I ask him. All right. Uh, we ready to move on, Real Drew? fast. Real quick. Hmm? Last call. What's that? Last call. How do you know? Just, All right. Just you won't even get this one. If you're... Huh? Okay. Jerrica, 20, you're on Loveline with Jeremy McGrath. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. Um, I listen to your guys' show every night, so this is the first time I'm calling, so a little weird for me. Um, I have a situation. Um, about six months ago, I was seeing a guy previous to seeing him, he had broken up with his wife um, for three months, and then I started seeing him, and it was great in the beginning, and then it went sour. And then I'd say about a little bit before Christmas, he came back. To you or to his wife? Huh? To you or to his wife? To me. But 
this thing is, is he is still with his wife. Of course. That's right. Relationship is like Mexican food. It uh, tastes good going down, but uh, oftentimes it's followed by gas. <laughs> um, my problem is... It's late. It is late. I'm getting punchy. <laughs> my problem is, is when I first started seeing him, he told me he loved me. And I believed it. And I... He, we uh, stopped seeing each other, and I got over him, and then he came back to my life, and... He's living with her now, and the only reason he's living with her, he says he absolutely hates her. Well, right. then he needs to leave. Right. And if he's if he's going to see you anymore, he's got to be done right. with that. I'm curious what his reason is for living with her, um, besides loathing her. <laughs> he has two kids. Uh huh. All right. Well, that's something. Well, that but it's good if he's going to belly up and uh, take care of those kids, and that's what he should do, and he shouldn't disturb you along the way. Well, he wants to. He wants to make sure that she, that the kids are taken care of, and that Look, she. What he's telling you, first of all, he's not going to leave that family. That's clear. If he's going to be committed to the kids, he's not going to leave the family. He just can't quite commit himself all the way and do what he needs to do as a father. And by the way, when you're taking care of your kids and living with your wife, uh, it is not broken up. You're right. And it's not going to break up, particularly if he says, I want to be sure the kids are okay. That's great. That is great. Right. Uh, I'm all for that. But he doesn't need to drag you into this, and he needs to stay focused on that family and work on that. And 15 years from now, it'll be, I just want to make sure the kids finish college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, 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 now, hear this. Anybody planning to get involved with a married person? Make sure the person is uh, separated formally or divorced before you get involved. That's it. You're, you're just asking for just just terrible, terrible pain otherwise. Okay, now, I really want to be with this man very much. So, and, you know, I've told him how I feel. And my question is, should I tell him that, look, if you want to be with me, then that's great. But right now we need you just go do what you need to do. And when you're done with her, you come back and show yes. me the proof. That is correct. Divorced. That is correct. That's, That's right. perfect. Papers. Perfect plan. Documentation. I, I want your uh, uh, vagina to be like a customs office, and no one will be able to pass until you see proper uh, identification. Passport, uh, uh, citizenship documentation, all the proper pass paperwork. Right, Drew? Right. Commercial. <laughs> all right. Drew's ready to go home. Right, Hold on. I'll try it again. Right, Jeremy? Exactly. Thank you. Love Football. What's on this week's film ball, Brad? Brad? What is on this week's film ball? We're doing top five dinner scenes. Dinner in the house scenes. Turns out that dinner scenes have a uh, wide variety of emotions. Some are funny. Some are unintentionally funny. Some are gruesome. Some are sweet. Some are horrifying. Dinner scenes deserve their own episode. They do. And we give it to you on this week's Film Vault. We'll count them down along with uh, recent films, films you can stream right now. Check it out. Film Vault. On Podcast One. That's O-N-E. All right, just chatting with the uh, Supercross champion Jeremy, Jeremy McGrath about some of, the, some of the tracks we've raced on when we were younger. Teen Center out in Van Nuys, right? This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.